This is the Star Coach Show with Meg Rentschler, episode 257. And I also want you to remember, you're not just building hours, you're building raving fans. And you're more likely to get raving fans from those who have invested in themselves, who have invested in the process. Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rinchler, as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Hey, welcome to the show. I'm delighted that you're here. I'm going to go solo with you today and talk about an issue that I see coming up again and again, cohort after cohort of coaches that come through the two coaching schools um, in which I teach. But also, I experienced it as a new coach. I've got friends who are coaches. I mean, I just see it again and again in the organizations that I'm in for coaching. So I thought, you know what, let's focus in on this. I'm acknowledging that today's focus is probably most targeted towards coaches in training, coaches just out of training. But I have to tell you, honestly, I've worked with hundreds of coaches over the years, and coaches are up against this sort of mindset issue about money and charging for the services that we have or that we provide more often than I'd like to admit. And while we're not going to do a deep dive into money mindset today, although it is super important, I have had a couple shows like 195 and episode 248, we talked about money mindset a little bit with my guests. I will probably do a full episode just myself around the concept of the story that we're telling ourselves when it comes for charging for our coaching services. And today, I really wanted to dive into some of the tactical things about how do we even package and price our services when we're in that place of the catch-22 dilemma. I need paid coaching hours of experience for my coaching certification. Many times to get through a coaching program, you have to have logged a certain number of hours, often paid hours, and yet we feel maybe a little bit better charging for our services if we're already certified. So it's that catch-22. And I know from over a decade now of working with new coaches, you're not going to build the confidence and build those muscles of ease and coaching and flow of coaching unless you get out there and practice. And people value what they pay for. And we're going to talk about this a little bit later in the show. But if you're not valuing what you're offering, then your clients aren't going to value what you're offering. So yes, paid coaching through the International Coaching Federation can be anything from having a meal together that the client pays for in exchange for your coaching through, you know, bartering, through getting solid reimbursement for your coaching. And and today's show, what we're going to really zero in on is 
ways to build experience while you're building your confidence, how to package your offers, and how to, I'm going to give some ranges for thinking about pricing. Some of you might disagree with those ranges. I've heard again and again, you know what, you go out strong, you price strong because it reflects badly on the coaching community. If you don't, I see both sides of the issue there. And yet, I think we've got to find a balance. I think that each of you has to find the price or the the comfort zone for yourself because if you are all wrapped up around the price that you're not putting yourself out there at all, then you're not going to get the experience. And I totally get that while you're in training, maybe you're feeling like, okay, I'm in training, so I'm going to have a different kind of price while I'm in training that I might have once I get out of training. And you can certainly up those prices. There's nothing to say that the price that you set initially is the price that you're going to keep. I mean, that's kind of what we do is we build experiences, we build referral sources, those kinds of things. It's unlikely that somebody who has been successfully coaching for five years is going to charge the same thing that a coach right out of the gate is going to charge. So one of the things we're going to talk about today is ideas for how to package your services, because I believe that dollars for hours is not the best way to come forward as a coach. I think it's going to limit you. It's going to limit the way that your client perceives the coaching. And so we're going to talk about pricing and packaging today, as well as ways to engage with some clients to build that confidence and maybe ease into it. So all of you naysayers who are like, Meg, we don't need to eat uh, people to ease into it. They just need to jump in there with both feet. You know what? Yes, and. Not everybody's going to do that. And I want to give everybody who's listening some ideas about ways to build your confidence, build your coaching hours, and ultimately build towards a really healthy income as a coach. So a couple other things to think about. Not everybody who listens is a brand new coach. I get that. However, if you ever have questions about like, how do you package? You want to continue to listen? I also know that not all of you are external coaches. Some of you might be internal coaches. Yet I still think that there's some things that we're going to talk about today that will give you pause or food for thought about even how you package your services internally. It might be a way that you think about building out your coaching program if that's part of what you're doing in your organization. So we're going to start with some ways to think about getting clients We're going to move into pricing and packaging, and I would love your feedback on whether this was helpful to you. Always feel free to shoot me an email at meg at afocusonresults.com. I love hearing from my listeners. So let's dive into, we've, we've talked about the fact that there's this dilemma. I need coaching hours. And I'm supposed to charge for them to build my coaching log to get my credential. And how do I do that? So how do I even begin to build clients? Where the heck are they? Where could I pick some up? And and I want to start with the concept of coaching other coaches. I get pushback sometimes from new coaches saying, if all I do is coach 
other coaches, am I really building my skills? And I've got a couple answers for that. We definitely don't want you to only coach other coaches. However, when you are brand new and learning the skill of coaching, being able to partner with other coaches who are in that learning place as well can be a great way to begin to build your flow, to get more comfortable with those open-ended curious questions, to let go of telling and directing because you're going to get some feedback from that other coach about, gosh, I felt like you were really pushing me here, or there was a whole lot of closed-ended questions there. So if you're doing coaching with another coach, build in some time for feedback. Now, you can only log the actual hours or the actual minutes that you coached the other coach. So if you coached for 30 minutes and had 15 minutes of feedback, you can put 30 minutes on your coaching log. But that feedback from another coach is super helpful. So pair up with other coaches and do some reciprocal coaching. The thing about reciprocal coaching is if you coach for 30 minutes and the other coach coaches you for 30 minutes, you can each put 30 minutes of paid coaching on your log because you've just bartered with one another for that time. You don't put the feedback time on your log, but you can put the actual coaching time on your log as paid coaching. Now, if you're like, gosh, I don't even know where to find coaches to coach with, the ICF offers reciprocal peer coaching a couple times a year. Actually, as this show is coming out in early October of 2021, the ICF is actually currently enrolling for a North America reciprocal peer coaching round. I think you have to sign up by October 10th. So that's something you can explore. And you can always explore that at coachingfederation.org. So that's just a way to do it. But gosh, all of you probably went through some kind of coach training or no other people who are doing what you're doing. So consider doing practice with another coach. And that practice is barter coaching. If you're both coaching back and forth, then that counts as paid coaching. It builds your confidence and is a way to begin to build those coaching muscles. Now, we definitely want you to continue to build your confidence and and coach even outside of other coaches. So let's continue that concept of building confidence through bartering. If if you're still in a place of, gosh, I'm, I'm new or, or I just want a little more confidence or a little more experience before I reach out and put a dollar figure on things, you might consider who in your community you could barter with to build those coaching hours and experience. Maybe there's small business owners in your area that would benefit from being able to explore their barriers and think through where they want to get and, and, you know, get obstacles out of the way, create clarity about their path forward, all those kinds of things that, that they would want to barter with you for something that they do. For example, when I was brand new in coaching school, I bartered with a massage therapist who was in the community, was building her business, and we created an agreement about what she would get from me and what I would get from her so that we created 
something that felt equitable to both of us and that we could both benefit from. I did that also with a pool cleaning service, somebody who was building his pool cleaning service and was moving into you know, trying to to build that up and, and trying to get clarity about it and all those kinds of things that we need to do when we're new business owners. So that might be something that you look at and explore. Maybe there's a service provider that can help you with your business and you can help them with the coaching around their business. So for example, maybe there is a copywriter who would benefit from coaching services and you would benefit from some copywriting or uh, somebody's in marketing or somebody who is um, builds websites. So there is, you know, that concept of kind of, you know, I'll scratch your back, you scratch my back. How can we create something that is of value to one another? Now, a key thing about bartering is that the agreement is very important in bartering. You've got to be clear about what's being exchanged for what. And are both parties okay with that? You want to create clear guidelines around. So what happens if one person, you know, falls out of the agreement? Or what happens if something keeps getting in the way of one person getting the service. I mean, you've just got to be super clear so that there isn't any resentment. Clients who are resentful don't do well as clients. Coaches who are resentful don't do well as coaches. So we want to be certain that there is a clear flow and that both parties are okay with it. And so with that, I would really recommend that you do a trial period and and check in with one another about whether this is really working well for both of you if you're doing any kind of bartering. Bartering is considered paid coaching, so you put that on your log as paid coaching, and you can then, you know, get those hours and begin to get your flow of who you are as a coach. It will also perhaps help you determine, do I even like coaching small business owners? Do I like coaching XYZ? So this period of time when you're building your confidence in your hours is also a great time to build clarity about who you like to coach and who you are as a coach. All these things hopefully will become clearer and clearer for you. So what are some other ways that you can potentially build those hours and find clients? Because really at the front, now some people who are in coach training, they're coming into coach training after years of already being a coach. And maybe this isn't as big of an issue for you, if, if that's your place. But many coaches who are switching, really kind of putting on the coaching hat for the very first time, are a little perplexed. How do I find clients? I know that when I went into coaching over 13 years ago, I had a private practice that was a full private practice for my therapy clients for years. But when I was going to let go of my therapy clients and build a practice around coaching clients, it was still in that place of, wow, what do I do now? Where do I find clients that are coaching clients? I knew how to find therapy clients, but how could I find coaching clients? So one of the things to think about 
is that you do have experience. You have lived a life before you went into coach training. So who are the people who know, like, and trust you already? And how can you access them to at least let them know what it is that you're doing and who you would love to work with? So even if it's not those people, your first contacts, it might be that they know people who they could refer to you. But this comes back to needing to be clear about what it is that you offer, what it is that you're doing now so that people can begin to connect other people with you. You probably have an email list, even if it's a personal email list. Let people know what it is that you are doing now. Don't be the best kept secret of, you know, so that five years down the road, Sam says, oh my gosh, I didn't know you'd gone into coaching. I wish I'd known you'd gone into coaching. Let's let people know what this new adventure is that you're on and what it is that you would like But really, it's letting people know, hey, this is what I'm doing now. Because if people don't know, people can't send other people to you. You also might reach out to the kinds of organizations that you were a part of in your previous life. You know, if you're a member of HR organizations or, you know, I was a member of the National Association of Social Workers or... You might, you know, be a member of a parent organization because of your kids or whatever. Let people know what you do. Maybe volunteer to do some speaking at lunch and learns or at monthly meetings and begin to share what it is that you do. But obviously, as you're, if, as you're speaking, you're not speaking about this is what I'm doing now. You're actually bringing value forward in creating a talk, but it's letting people, you're now labeling yourself, you're letting people know I'm an executive coach, or I'm a relationship coach, or I'm a life coach. And you're bringing that forward, you're putting on that new brand of who you are, and you're putting yourself out there in that way. Super important not to keep your brilliance hidden, so that people know So when you think about creating the kind of new brand, the kind of reaching out and offering your service, I'm going to really encourage that, like I said at the onset, you avoid dollars for hours and you instead think about packaging your services. So what do we put in a package? So instead of saying, you know what, I'll meet with you for 45 minutes for $45 or whatever you offer, um, or for a cup of coffee or whatever. Instead, think about creating a package that allows people to spend time with you over a period of time to actually work towards real change. I often say to clients, the issues that you're dealing with or the struggles that you're having right now didn't happen overnight and they're not going to go away in a snap of the fingers or even in in a session, no matter how fabulous a session might be, it's unlikely that you're going to make major changes with a client in one session. So when we think about creating packages, we think about, you know, what's the length of the engagement? 
What's the number of meetings per month? How long are those meetings going to be? You know, what other things might be involved in that? Are we doing any coordination with another person who might be in a meeting with us? Um, are there any assessments or resources that you're offering? What's your availability going to be to the client? And, um, and when you think about that, I'm going to revisit this whole concept of making a case for actually charging for your services, even if you are still in training or new to the scene. I've been working with people for over 30 years as a therapist, as a coach, but as a service provider, and I will tell you this I know to be true, people value what they have skin in the game for. So if people are not paying anything or having any skin in the game, like with the bartering, you know, that they have skin in the game too because they're offering something in exchange for the coaching. When people have no skin in the game, they don't value it. They don't value it the way that way that we do for things that we really have to invest our time, money, resources in. So what ends up happening is that people cancel, people no-show, they don't prepare for their sessions, they're not as they're just not as invested in their session, but people put more into what they invest in. When I meet with my coach, I am prepped. I have stuff all over that, you know, I want to focus on, what we want to, where my obstacles are, what my challenges are, because I've invested in that process and I want to get the most that I can out of it. And I also want you to remember, you're not just building hours, you're building raving fans. And you're more likely to get raving fans from those who have invested in themselves, who have invested in the process. So it's about finding a balance. What's the balance between what you can comfortably charge right now, even as you're building your experience and building your hours? Part of that might be client choice and really finding people who who are grateful and invested if you give them a discount right now. And I'll acknowledge I've done some pro bono with people who are very grateful and I've no problem providing that because of whatever the circumstances are, but it's about balance. So think about different kinds of packages that you might offer. Things like, and I've just put together some samples for you to think about. Maybe you, as a new coach, put together a package of five 45-minute sessions and building out the package, you're, maybe this is a strengths-focused package. You're working, you're working with people to really kind of highlight their strengths. So you give them the VIA Character Strength Assessment which is online. It's a free assessment. But what it does is it allows you then to do a debrief. I encourage there's books and availability around this. I actually use this example because I have two shows about the Via Character Strengths with Dr. Ryan Nemec. So it's a great, it's a great additional tool that just made sense to like focus on here so you can wrap your mind around that. So you would do the, the value then comes in the fact that you're doing a debrief with the client around this assessment, which heightens their awareness 
and allows them to highlight their strengths as they move forward in the coaching with you. Maybe you provide the strengths-based workbook for stress relief to go along with that as part of your package, and you can work together around that. You offer yourself availability via email and touch bases between sessions. So this suddenly has come instead of, okay, I'm going to meet with you five times for 45 minutes and boom, that no, it becomes, here's a package of what it's like to work with me. These are all the value things that I'm bringing forward. And the key thing about that is it becomes a partnership versus, oh yeah, there's my, I'm paying for this coach for five 45 minute sessions. There's a difference there. Now, you know, you could charge whatever you're comfortable with that. Maybe as a brand new coach, you might charge $425 for that package or three payments of $150. If people are making payments versus paying up front, you charge a little bit more per payment than an out and out bulk price. So if, if they're paying up front, it's a little bit less than if they're paying payment by payment. That makes sense to everybody. I hope you're following me here and we're thinking about these different kinds of packages you could offer. Another sample package might be, let's say I'm going to, you know, I'm offering a three month coaching package. The initial session is going to be 90 minutes. We're going to set goals and a success path for your coaching. Then we're going to meet twice a month for up to 60 minutes per session and here's some different assessment tools we might use. Now I'm using assessments um, in this example, in this show of things that you don't necessarily need to be certified in because the focus of this show is if you're right out of the gate. Some of you might already be certified in assessments. If you're certified in assessment, you're probably going to charge more for a coaching package using that assessment because A, you had to pay to get certified in that, And B, often you have to pay to actually give the assessment. The assessments that I'm certified in, when I give them to my clients, I'm paying anywhere from $100 to $500 per assessment just to be able to use that tool to give to the client. So that's going to be, you know, reflected in the price of the package. So maybe you give a strengths finder or, like I said, VIA or other kinds of assessments, there's lots of, you know, just Google free assessments. And maybe you're looking for a free assessment around values or a free assessment around motivation. So do some Google searches, come up with some tools that make sense for what you want to do with clients, but that it adds that additional way to evoke awareness and become part of your package. What is your between session availability? Those are What other resources might you offer? All of these things are things that you can build into a package. So if you're doing a three-month coaching package with that initial 90-minute session, meeting twice a month for up to 60 minutes per session, maybe you've got some assessment tools wrapped into that, some resources, and then your between-session availability, you know, depending upon your level of experience and what you're doing, you might charge anywhere from, you know, 750 to 3000 or more for that kind of package. So those are ways to think about doing packaging of your service. I was thinking about 
you know, could definitely do specialized packages. Maybe you do a leadership package with that involves, you know, 360 assessment, maybe a motivational assessment or leadership style assessment or personality assessment. Lots of different things that you focused in on leadership. Now, somebody, I'd done this pop-up training for the most recent cohort that I'm teaching. And that question came up, like, could we do specialized assess or specialized packages? Absolutely. Because what you want to do is understand what does this client that I'm talking to in your exploratory call or your discovery call, you're going to get clear about what does this person need? So I was just in a discovery call recently with a client and his needs were really around emotional intelligence and leadership. Therefore, I was able to build a package that addressed those specific needs to him, put in appropriate assessments and resources, and then price that package out and offer it as a proposal. That's the kind of thing I want you to be thinking about, even as you're in training, like listen to your client in those discovery calls. And then once you understand what they need, build a package around that. If you're a small business coach, maybe you add in resources around time management, leadership, organizational qualities, you know, how to stay organized, how to be productive, those kinds of things. If you're a career coach, Maybe you have a talent assessment or a strengths assessment. Maybe in your package you offer LinkedIn profile evaluations or a resume evaluation, things like that. If you're a relationship coach, once again, maybe you offer some kind of values or some kind of guide on dating or creating you know, solid leadership communication. What are the, I want you to just challenge yourself. What could I put together and offer that's going to make me stand out from other, other potential competition, but also to help my client think, yes, I complete. This is value, whether this person is in training or, or not, what they get me and the kinds of things that they're offering in my package will really bring me value. So I just want you to think of the tools that you could add, not that they're necessarily high cost tools for you to offer, but that they bring high value to your client's journey. And it's really the way that you help them apply that and get the knowledge from it and work through those kinds of resources that help them along their journey that create that great value and ultimately raving fans for your practice. So think about what it is that you want to offer. Expand beyond just sessions for sense. You know, it might even be, you know, because I think sometimes when we're brand new, we're like, I'll do it for 25 cents. Well, I get that. And I'm thinking that you you could step into more of your experience, more of who you are and what you're bringing forward, because the experience isn't just the experience of coaching. I get this show is for those brand for all of you who are new to this and are trying to kind of figure out your path forward. And you're still bringing experience. You're still bringing yourself to the session and find that balance between 
your confidence in who you are and what you bring forward and the skills that you're learning every day and what your client needs and find that gap and that balance so that you can charge something for what you're doing in a confident, purposeful way to help create the change that they want in their lives and build your experience, your hours, and your income. I hope that this was helpful. I welcome your feedback as always at meg at a focus on results.com. Don't forget, you can join me every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Central Time on the Star Coach Facebook page. A link for that will be in the show notes at starcoachshow.com slash 257. And until next week, when I am going to be talking with Dr. Steve Kirch about time management. He brings incredible strategies for us. It's a super good interview. I uh, invite you back next week for our show. Until then, take care of yourself, be kind to others, and we'll see you next week.